Hey there, welcome to this episode. Today, I am going to be going over how to prepare yourself to buy your first home. Before I get started, a little about me, my name is Ron Evans. I'm a real estate agent and broker here in Orange County. I would be much appreciated if you would like, comment, follow, do whatever you need to do, either on my podcast or here on YouTube to stay up with all of my updates. I really like to connect with uh, my audience in a more personal way. So if you have questions or anything, you can drop them in a comment. You can also send me an email at realestate101 at ronevansrealty.com or drop me a text 949-929-2270. I'll be happy to get back to you and answer as many questions as I possibly can. But let's get going here. This is a follow-up to my last video, which was about how to calculate your debt to income ratio, which is a super important step in determining what you can afford to purchase on your home, especially if you need to uh, get a loan. Today, again, we're gonna talk about how to prepare to buy your first home. And just so you know, to be a first time home buyer doesn't mean it's necessarily your, the first time you've bought a home. In most places, as it is here, banks and, and different lenders have a lot of different criteria to qualify somebody as a first time home buyer as it comes to a loan. It can be your first home you've ever purchased, doesn't have to be. Some of them it's if you haven't purchased a home in three years, five years or whatever, they have a, they have a time set in that. So check with your lender to find out if possibly, even though you might be selling a home you've lived in for 10 years and wanting to buy, you may qualify for a first time uh, home buyer type of a, a situation. The tips we're gonna talk about right now though, are more in line with, hey, I'm ready to buy a home. It is gonna be my first time buying a home or maybe I haven't bought a home in a long time. What are those steps that I need to prepare myself? So let's get into it. First time home buyer tips. Buying your first home, or if you haven't bought a home in a really long time, is exciting and overwhelming all at once. Before you get in over your head, use these simple tips to prepare yourself for one of the largest investments you'll ever make in your lifetime. It may not be one of the largest, it's most likely for most people going to be the largest investment and purchase they will make in their lifetime. Number one, save for a down payment. While it's true there are some loan products out there that give you a super low down payment option like 3%, 3.5% FHA, or if you served in our military, thank you for your service, and you want to use your VA certificate, you can get 100% financing. But for the majority of people out there, you're going to need to save some money for a down payment. The earlier you can start saving for a down payment, the better off you're going to be. While you don't always need 20% down to buy a home, the more money you can invest up front, the easier it is to get financing and the better terms you can get on your financing. Plus, you'll keep your mortgage payment down, which not only helps you qualify for that loan, but helps you keep your payment affordable for the next 15 to 30 years. It used to be that people moved about every eight to nine years. So worrying about long-term debt wasn't super important. You could do short-term loans or do whatever it need, you needed to do to be in your home for as long as you were gonna be there because you're probably gonna move. But as time has gone, especially over like the last 10 years or so, 
the length that people stay in their homes has increased greatly. It's gone from that eight to nine years to 12 to 13 years just a few years ago. And now we're up to, I wanna say it's over 15 years now that most people stay in a home before they move. And this is if you average everybody out. There are more people aging in place today than ever before. And they are handing homes down you know, to family and, and different things as they age in place. So the more money you can save up front is going to help you with your long-term budget because you need to realize you are probably going to be in that house for the next 15 to 30 years. The next thing you want to do is check your credit. It's very important to understand what your credit score says about you and what your report says about you. Your credit score is one of the most important factors in your application. It's what lenders look at first and it is the first thing they look at. And if it's not high enough, they won't approve your loan. Or you're gonna get really less favorable terms. Everybody gets free access to their credit report weekly at annualcreditreport.com. Check all three credit bureaus and see what you need to fix. Remember you have Equifax, TransUnion, and I am blanking on the other one, but there's a third one in there. Check all three of them. It's very important because sometimes they don't all match. Sometimes people, creditors only submit to one or two and not all three. So make sure that they all three match. And if you have any issues on any of the three, you address them immediately. Here's what you wanna look for, any late payments. Check to make sure they are valid late payments. And if they aren't valid, challenge them to get them removed from your credit. Any credit utilization over 30% of your credit limit. What is that? You have a credit card that has a $1,000 line of credit and you've got $500 on there. That's a 50% utilization on that card. You wanna make payments to get it down to 30%. Across the board, you should try to be at about a 30% credit utilization. That's gonna give you a much more favorable uh, outcome with a lender. Any collections on your credit report, you wanna review those and make sure they're valid. And if they are, or if they aren't, you could have a valid collection on your account that's paid, or you could have an invalid collection on your account that's not paid. You can try to get those removed. A lot of times if you've paid one off and it's been like three years, four years, five years, and you write to the, the debtor, they'll remove it. They've gotten their money, they've settled, you're fine. So check for that. And then check for any other errors. Make sure your name is spelled correctly. There's not other AKAs on there that you could be associated with that someone else's credit is reporting on you. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. So check for those errors. Maybe you, um, you had a previous spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend who opened an account and somehow their account is on your credit report. It happens a lot, even though you never signed actual paperwork somehow it just got connected with you. Get those taken care of. Fix any issues you can and maximize your credit score. If you want to see your actual score, check with your credit card companies or bank. They may offer free access to your score as well. Now this next one is really huge and it's a departure from what you may have heard uh, you know, as little as 10 years ago on how this process works but you wanna get pre-approved through a lender, not pre-qualified, and there is a huge difference. Before you shop for a home, get pre-approved. Even if you think you have great credit and a good income, 
find out what a lender thinks first. I recommend getting quotes from at least three lenders so that you can compare your options side by side. Not all lenders are the same. Not all of them charge the same in points. Some of them have different rates. Some of them have different programs depending on what fits your needs. Now I will say, if you find three lenders that all give something similar, you can either shop by cost or you can shop by customer service, just like you can in a lot of other things in life. And it's up to you to just to determine, well, do I really wanna go with the one that's gonna give me a quarter point less because overall that meets my budget, even though maybe I don't work well with them, that's up to you. Some people shop by costs, totally fine. There are others though that will sit there and say, I'll pay a little bit more for fees or whatever, because I know the lender is getting a good job done. They're taking care of me, they're communicating and different things. You have to determine what makes the most sense for you. You may find you get approved also for more or less than you thought you could afford. A pre-approval letter also helps get your foot in the door with sellers. Many sellers won't shore their homes or even entertain offers without a pre-approval. That's pretty true today. Now, what's the difference between being pre-qualified and pre-approved? Pre-qualified is when you have that 10 minute phone call, 15 minute phone call with the lender and they just check off boxes and write down information and say, yep, we could qualify you for X amount based on everything you've told me. And there'll be a, there'll be a bunch of conditions on that pre-approval or a pre-qualified letter. Now, pre-approval, on the other hand, is one extra step. Doesn't usually happen in 10 or 15 minutes. It's going to require you to fill out the full credit app, most likely, and submit some supporting documentation so that they can do a really good first look and really understand what you've got going on. They've actually pulled your credit and looked at everything, asked you questions, cleared anything up. And then a lot of lenders today, when they give you a pre-approval, they stick by that almost like it's glue. There are very few things that can usually break that um, unless something happens in underwriting that even you weren't aware of up front. That's the difference between being pre-qualified and being pre-approved. It takes a little more in-depth analysis and a little more legwork on your end and the lender's end to approve you versus just pre-qualification. So get pre-approved, not pre-qualified. Next, stick to your budget. I know it's tempting to go slightly over your budget, especially when you see it only makes a difference of a few dollars in your mortgage payment, but it's a bad idea. Don't get caught up in a bidding war if you don't have to, or you can't afford it, or get so emotionally attached to a home that you outbid yourself. And I've got another video coming on that probably in the next few days or sometime next week, just on that topic alone. Stick to your budget and know that the right home will come along. Regardless of what you've seen the market doing the last year to 18 months with really low inventory supply and a lot of buyers out there, things are changing a little bit. And, the, and just know that the market is always cyclical. It doesn't always stay the same. So unless you really fall in love with a home or you really have to have that home, stick to your budget, stick to your plan and be patient. Patience can pay off in the long run. Exhaust all first-time homebuyer assistance programs. Yes, they exist for you. 
And like I said, this is what I was talking about before. It's for the person who's never bought a home and other people that maybe just haven't bought a home in a long time. You may qualify for some first-time home buyer assistance programs. As a first-time home buyer, you have many options for assistance. Talk with the lender. Talk with the three lenders. They may all have something completely different to offer. Some might not have anything at all. Some may have something that's better than another. Check with them all. What, what can you do for me as a first-time home buyer? Find out what programs are available to you from low and no down payment loan programs to down payment grants even. There are programs for borrowers of all walks of life. It's crucial that you try to exhaust those programs. Do it, cost you nothing. Here's the bottom line. First time home buyers have plenty of opportunities to secure a loan even if you don't have 20% down payment or perfect credit. There are always options for you, or almost always options for you. The key is to maximize your qualifying factors as early as possible so you can increase your chances of securing your dream home. Now, as always, I'm available for questions or help, just like I said at the beginning. If you wanna keep up with me, please subscribe to my channel, either here on YouTube or on my podcast so that you get all the updates when they come out. Drop me a line in a comment. You can send me an email again. It's uh, realestate101 at ronevansrealty.com or you can even send me a text message 949-929-2270. I hope this made a lot of sense for you. Just remember buying your first home can be extremely stress-free. But if you work with an agent like me or just someone who's prepared, it can help prepare you. We can take the stress out of that and we can make out a fun process. Good luck and we see you again soon.